TNT Talk. Good evening, everybody. It's TNT Talk. We're back for the podcast. We're going to talk a lot about the 12th episode of The Walking Dead Season 8 called The Key. Um, so I'm looking forward to our discussion tonight with uh, my co-host, Tamish, the other T and T and T. Do you want to say hey, Tamish? Hey, Tamish. No, I knew she would do that. Yeah. <laughs> Miss Smarty Pants. Well, Miss, Miss Smarty Pants, with that said, I've got a game for you tonight. Uh, I want y'all to know I knew nothing about this. No, I just sprung it on her. I have drafted a little game for Tamish. And what you have to do first is take the numbers one through five and give them back to me in any order you want. It can be one, two, three, four, five. It can be five, four, three, two, one, or anywhere in between. It could be one, three, four, five, two. So whenever you're ready, I don't know if you want to give it much thought or not, but uh, I need the numbers. And these are not lottery numbers, so it's not enough on there, ladies. Yeah, you're, you're not winning anything. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Okay, so we got three, we got one, we got four, we got five, and then two. Three, one, four, five, two. All right, I got it. Okay, now what Tamish does not know is that I've written down five categories. All right. Um like people with or people who did from the story from the from the show this week so the first one and it, you said three so i need you to try to give me mm -hmm. the names of three people with a mustache in this episode oh i don't okay my first one was negan but i don't remember if he shaved it off or not I don't, I think I never, a, I never focus on Ningen's mouth like that. I always focus on the back. Okay. Uh, let me see. Had, That's funny to me. I think he had more of the, like, just the, the five o'clock shadow kind of, uh, what do you call that? I, I don't really think of it as a mustache, but it, 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 if you need to come for that, for a, for a, a backup that it, it might count. He, I think he's definitely has some facial hair going, but. So let me see. So it would be Simon, Dwight, and I'm trying to think who was the other one that was in this episode. Mm -hmm. And did Rick have a, no, Rick didn't have a mustache. Nope. Mm -mm, it's more, well. Uh-uh, he didn't. It's more just the beard. More just the beard. And then I'm trying to think. There was one other character. Simon did one of the, the Georgie twins have uh, or those were both women? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a little joke in there, but up uh, um, okay. Um see if we were paying attention. Exactly. So I'm gonna have to go with my five o'clock shadow and then okay. go take Negan. Okay. Negan, Simon, Dwight. Okay, and we want the listeners to uh give us a ruling on Negan and Rick because they you know, they both have a, a, a Rick, it's like all of a sudden I can't picture him. See, see, see yeah. Isn't that weird. Hmm. Because I know he's got the beard going, but I don't really think of it as a mustache, but, but maybe it is there. All right. Well, very good on the first category. The second one, you said one. So I need you to name one person who was either wearing a hat or some type of head covering in the episode. 
Well, they had a flashback to. Did they? Didn't they have a flashback to Carl? Hmm. I don't think so. They talked about him some. Yeah. So you want to physically have seen a hat on? Yeah, someone that was wearing a hat or a head covering. Okay. Oh, you said a head covering. Mm-hmm. So what's the definition of a head covering? Is that a headband or you want it fully over the head? Fully over the head. I am missing somebody. Huh. If it helps, I can think of four. I, have to, I would have been able to think of four if I thought of the game. Too. How, about that? A, yeah, <laughs> How about that? How about that? Point taken. Point taken. We can circle back if you want to go to the next one. Yeah, circle back. All right, circle back. Now, this next one, I think, is going to be kind of hard. Um, You gave the number four for this one. People wearing glasses, some type of glasses in the episode. So, let me see. I remember Georgie had on glasses. And then glasses, glasses, glasses. And just because I made it a category doesn't necessarily mean there were four people. Because well, would... no, I, I, there's one person I'm trying to think. What was his? What is his? Oh. It could be glasses. Could be sunglasses too. Oh, now look how look how the rules is changing. No, that, everybody, that... everybody on this podcast thought you've been reading glasses. Oh, no, that's well, that's, that's helping that's you. Because uh, somebody did have sunglasses on this episode. I just don't remember who it was. Let me see. Did Gregory have on glasses? I forgot about him. I don't think so. I don't think we, I don't know if we really saw him. He does have a mustache, by the way. That was one. Okay. I don't have it. Okay. All right. Well, it might come to, might, might come to you. All right. The next category, you gave the number five. We're, yes. we're looking for five people who mentioned Carl's name. Carl's name. Let me see. So, Rick, Michonne, Enid, Michelle Enid. Um, did Maggie mention his name, or was she just in a conversation? Well, a conversation. I know Negan mentioned. Him. Okay, there's Negan. As long as they were talking about him, as long as they were referring okay, so I got to her. Rick, Michonne, Enid, Maggie, and Negan. All right, nice. Okay, the last category are the names of people who were driving a vehicle in the episode. We need two people who were driving a vehicle in the episode. Oh, okay. So that would be Jadis and then Negan. Nice. Nice. Okay. Good deal. All right. Uh, so then it would be the fill-in for the who who was wearing the glasses and the hat. Yeah. So some folks I had down for wearing a hat. Uh, Ros- Rosita. She wears her little hat. Didn't remember that. A rot had a head covering on. But she posted a fun picture on Instagram today. She's like, what do you think was under the like the head covering? And her hair is like platinum blonde right now or something. Um, okay. And, oh, and the two, was it Midge and Hilda with Georgie? They were wearing hats. Got it. Um, and they were also wearing sunglasses. There we go. That's who I was like. <laughs> I was like, I know somebody had them on and I just couldn't think of it. Yeah. Um, uh, but I could not uh, think of anyone else wearing glasses. I thought of Georgie and then the sunglasses with the two ladies with her. So um, four was a, a tough choice on that one. So, but I'd say you did quite well for me throwing this. Yeah, that, game that, you. the glasses got me though. The glasses and the hat that that threw me. Yeah, yeah they threw me. But had you 
you had one for that category, which you didn't know the categories, then it would have been easy. But because it was having to come up with four. So if anybody can come up with a fourth person, I'm guessing uh, Sharon or Melissa, they're, they're some listeners who might come up with a, a fourth person. Yes, and then let me know if has a mustache because I yeah yeah I want to think that he does. I, I know. we're gonna have <laughs> to we're gonna have to go look at Rick's actual look. You know, sometimes when it's the mustache beard combo, you don't the mustache part doesn't really stand out. So this is like a really intense topic about mustaches, right? The now. Mustaches. We are, we are in <laughs> we are in deep thought about mustaches right now. But, okay. Um, but I, I have to I have to give you some applause, Tamish, for tackling that game with no advance notice. And uh, so, well done, my friend. Well done. <laughs> and, and I understand if you want to, like, make your questions even crazier now that I did this to you. Um, and, <laughs> and you can have your turn. You can do something like this to me next time. I'm, you know, it goes both ways, goes both ways. So, all right. Very well. Very well done. Should we get into our questions? Do you yes. Have, do you have three questions prepared for me, Tamish? Yes. Have I seen those questions? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> and I have three questions for Tamish and she has not seen them. So that's, that's how we roll here on this. We each come up with our questions that we don't know about each other's ahead of time. And then we swap answers and see how much we agree or disagree. And then we'll move into our most explosive moment of the episode because we are TNT. And then do some ratings based on one to five sticks of dynamite. <laughs> All right. Who's up first? Mm, okay. I will go first. All right. Hit me. Were you okay? This has to do with Rick, the Rick and Negan fight. Okay. Did you think that Lucille was going to burn, 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 baby? And why do you think it did not burn? <laughs> she did not burn. It is not an it. it oh, is yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, for clarifying that. Um, you know, as weird as it sounds, I didn't really think of her, her burning. She should have, unless she's, you know, coated in some, you know, anti-flammable protectant type thing. You know, what... what that she would definitely have doing the apocalypse tricks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, they, are the walker guts not flammable? I don't think so, because we've seen walkers on fire. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I heard that brought up on a couple other... Um, podcasts or, or discussions recently it does seem like she would have just you know burned down to a pulp but um but i was more engaged in the the fight scene that i, I didn't it didn't really strike me um originally but but yes she she should have i, I can't come up with a scientific reason uh, again i'm not a scientist i always make that um disclaimer in the podcast but at least you do mullet doesn't. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Um, so yeah, I, I don't. I don't know why she didn't burn up. What What, what did you think? I thought it was representing um, Negan in a sense because he just will not go down. My God, he's a cat. That's right. <laughs> I, 
because I really I was watching intently. I I really thought this was going to be the end of Lucille. And then when Lucille didn't go down and was on fire, had was up up the creek. Yeah. I said, this is this is so Negan. This is so Negan. Negan just will not die. He just was like, I'm yeah. not going anywhere. So that is how I explained the way Lucille not burning up. Okay. So you have a very uh, sort of poetic answer for that one <laughs> to go with the storyline. No, it's good. It's a good, it's, it makes sense. It, it's, it's a way to make sense of it. Um, all right. Well, on that same scene, kind of along the lines of some of the stuff you were just saying, did you think that Rick and Negan were going to come to some, not resolution as far as agreeing, but did you think something was going to come to a head with this? Like, it, did you think something was going to happen other than the two of them going off on their own again? Like the, the last fight they had inside the house, inside Rick's house and, you know, Rick escapes um, and, you know, nothing comes of it. You know, no one's captured in other words, or, you know, threatened with their, their, their life. You know, they, they fight, they fight and then everybody goes their own way. Did you think it was going to be a more dramatic ending to that fight? Yes. But what stopped me was that I put my, I looked at my uh, DVR and I saw how early this fight was in <laughs> into the episode. Yeah. And I said, okay, this, this is, this is, this is at the end. I said, and I, that's the only reason I thought that because I just knew that this was going to come to a head and then we were finally going to see who was going to get it. If, if we were going to have the most stunning uh, upset in the uh, in what I call the Super Bowl, but that's exactly what I did. I, I looked at how much time was left and I said, nope, this fight is not going to be the end. And call it cheating, call it whatever you all want, listeners. That's how I figured out. It wasn't going to happen. So you took sort of the mathematical approach. Yeah, it, it was entirely too much time left. <laughs> I, um, I, wanted, I wanted an ending. I wanted a resolution. Yeah. I, I It was a pretty dramatic scene, you know, with the, the pyrotechnics and everything and the Rick getting a hold of Lucille and stuff. So I was hoping, like you, that it would, I was like, this is a setup. This is sort of dramatic enough where this could be it. You know, something's going to go down here. Um, but but at the same time, I didn't really let myself believe that that would happen. Um, like it's it seemed like the, a possibility, like it was kind of getting set up for that. But I was like, nope, there's too many episodes left in the season. I mean, I'm glad there's that many episodes left in the season, but it just the timing didn't seem right. And I mean, honestly, n not to to be too much of a cynic, but, you know, they keep you know, this has happened before, you know, like it did in the house. And you know, it's just, so I was like, oh, is this, you know, going to happen or not happen mm -hmm. again? And again, I'm not a comic reader. I hear some stuff. So I don't really know what potentially could be the fallout of everything. But mm -hmm. I've heard enough to feel like certain things could happen. And I just did. So I didn't, I just didn't feel like it was really going to, any of that was really going to happen. But I will say that this was one of the best fight scenes. Like this, this one was—I'd have to give them a thumbs up for this one because I was like, okay, yeah. it was much better than when Rick first initially shot at Negan. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, <laughs> yes. And um, I, so. I, 
what did you think about the um, sort of a sub question? Throw in the hatchet. Um, yeah. That was good. That 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 drew me in. I was like, yeah. I I was when that hatchet flew. I was like, woo. So yes, it was. That's why I said this was really great in choreographing and all of that. I was like, okay. See, I kind of I kind of feel like Rick was almost in crazy mode, and I you know we've seen him in crazy mode, and that's when I think like you know after you know Lori died, and then but also like with Joe when he had to do whatever he could do to survive and save you know Carl. Um, how he was um, at Terminus. That, to me, those have been like crazy Rick. And in this scene, he almost seemed a little more, like a little bit of that crazy Rick, but a little bit of cockiness too. And that seems to be where it goes wrong. You know? But I don't know that I would call him crazy because, I mean, his son is dead. Sure. And then yeah. Negan had all, all that extra stuff to say about how it was yeah. his fault. I think that Rick, I, I didn't see Rick as crazy. I saw Rick being the father and being, I would have been the same way. I'd be like, I'm not oh, pushing. Oh, it's not, it's not a criticism. It's not like crazy like he shouldn't be. No, I, I like seeing crazy Rick because that's when it's like deep and guttural and he's going to uh-huh. do whatever it takes. And yeah, the, a situation with his son dying, he is he's he should be there at that point, you know, emotionally and mentally. And so that's why it surprised me that, you know, he was kind of, he was taunting Negan, you know with Lucille and stuff too. So I'm like, is he totally at what I call the crazy mode? And again, that's not a, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Um, Why was he sort of taunting him and stuff too? Like, I don't know. It just seemed different from times in the past when he's been like totally committing to taking care of a situation or taking care of or protecting the ones that he loves. There, there seems to be more of a, you know, this this comp- competition going on, I guess that's that, that element is in there too. It's not just about taking care of your loved ones or survival. Do you sense that, that there's this, there's something about this, you know, like two roosters puffing out their chests or whatever. I do. I do. It, it'll be, it'll be interesting how this continues on, but it is supposed to be the all out war. I and I, initially I thought it was going to be Rick taking out Negan, but obviously that this is about to turn the corner. Yeah, I guess I, I and I took a long way of trying to say that I think their egos are involved here too. <laughs> That's just, a nice way of saying it. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine if Jeffrey D. Morgan was on this podcast, how he would oh, say that. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> that it would be, uh, yeah, a lot. Which, by the way, is an invitation if you hear this podcast of yeah. Jeffrey D. Morgan. Yeah. Come we're on, here, we're here for you. JDM anytime bring it um and let us know if you're going to be wearing a mustache that day or not please we would like to know we would like to know ahead of time all right let's back to you for your second question okay my next question has to do uh with uh Georgie so we're just gonna bring that on in here um so this has a it's a two-part question one uh, which everybody wants to know. One, do you trust Georgie? Do you? What do you think? Um, so that was my first question. And then my second uh, part to that question is, what do you believe is Georgie's true intentions? Hmm. Okay. Do I trust Georgie? Personally. Right. Personally. Personally. Um, 
I don't think that she's there to do harm. I don't think it's a total facade, but I think there's more to the story. We don't, you know, she's not telling, she's not revealing everything. So I don't, and I, again, I don't think her intent is ne- necessarily evil or to harm them, but she, I think there's more to it. She's probably got some other ulterior motive um, going on. What her end game is, I'm not totally sure. Um, it's just so vague at this point. I think she's just trying to um, establish some sort of goodwill by going ahead and leaving the food or giving them food instead of taking from them um, and uh, kind of trying to intrigue them, you know, and get their attention. But for what ultimate purpose, I don't know. So I, I, I definitely, I don't trust Georgie. Okay. I, I don't trust Georgie. I, if you again, this goes back to some of our, our earlier podcasts where if you weren't already in a group and formulated, then you're out of my circle of trust. <laughs> no, you are not. You can't. Yeah, you can't get in. You may all make it to the edge, but you'll never make it to the center. So um, I'm I'm wondering if Georgie's intention is kind of twofold. My mind first went to is she related to someone that died in Alexandria and now she's coming back she's coming to maybe perhaps reclaim her throne okay Um, and then my mind also uh went to she's looking for a community and she has she has no skill set other than her (laughs) mouth (laughs) and so she's going to figure out a way to use that to try to take over stuff that has already been established so I just don't see any goodwill coming from that corner not with Georgie. Okay, okay. I, I, I can take that. Now, what do you what do you think about that in contrast to Sadiq? You're talking about your circle of trust, and if you're not in the Sadiq, the, I would have killed him. Mm-mm. So Sadiq him neither. Okay, so same thing. You didn't trust him either. Sadiq, right? I would. I went right. I know he's a um, a good addition mm-hmm. because he's a doctor. But like Dad tried to tell his son, you know, I didn't kill him. I just shot at him. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Keep moving. Okay. Okay. So you're really solid about that circle of trust. No one is getting in. Still be here. Okay. Okay. There you go. That's why I'm sticking with you when this happens in real life. Okay. Me, us, and the girls, we will make it. (laughs) Trust no one. Okay. On the, I'm going to give you a Georgie question. Um, did when this first happened and they got the note. Did you ever think that it might be someone that we already knew or had already met that was sending that note and that message? I did. I actually thought it might have been a savior do, trying to do um, oh. a setup. That's what I thought. That's what I originally thought. And that they were just trying to smoke them out. Okay. Um, and, you know, just trying to get them to come out. So I did actually. I, I would have never thought that it was someone brand new, a new character. We're at war. Why would why why would Greg Nicotero introduce a new character? It is The Walking Dead. So. Well, yeah, and 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 who would want to insert themselves into this, you know, dangerous situation? I thought maybe I I'm still on the Heath train. I I thought maybe it could be Heath or you know Oceanside or you know maybe um, someone we haven't heard from in a while. You know, it just it's I loved the mystery of it. But I did not, for whatever reason, I, I like you, I did not anticipate um, someone brand new coming into the story. 
at this point. Um, so I definitely considered the possibility of it being a trap, but I was, but I was kind of hoping that it would actually be a good thing, but I figured it would just have to be someone we had already maybe met or heard of or, or something. So, yeah. Okay. And I was, I was, when we did meet them, I don't, I don't know what to say about if it's the acting or the way Greg filmed it or that van or the fact that Hilda and Midge were wearing sunglasses and it was all just so odd, but it creeped me out. Okay. It did. It creeped me out. I was like, I did not trust them. And, um, I was just like, what's in that van? You know, I mean, I was just very skeptical and nervous because I, I can jump scare really easy. I was like, were we going to be shocked with someone or was another person going to come out of that van? <laughs> oh, um, Yeah, I was just like, uh, I, yeah, it just really, I'm, I'm easily spooked, I guess. <laughs> but it just, it creeped me out. There is the whole no time. hunting for you. No, you will, you will stay at camp. No, <laughs> she will not go out <laughs> looking for food. Gracie does not hunt for food. No. <laughs> Probably a wise decision. Um, again, if this happens in real life, you are in charge. I, I just, we I've got, it. yeah. We will make it. <laughs> you can find something for me to do, but yeah, it's not that. So, all right. I think we're on to number three for you. Okay. My question is, my third question has to do with um, the Michonne and Enid interaction. Mm-hmm. Um your interpretation, did you think uh, Michonne was, and you can only use from my three, so can't add any in, okay? Okay, okay. Did you think that Michonne was angry at uh, with Enid, irritated, um, sad, or trying to be motherly uh, with her uh, when she ultimately wind up just taking the gun uh, from Enid when Enid was just at that point, she was at that point where she was just so upset and she was just like, no, we can't trust them. No, we're not going to be good people. Mm-hmm. Angry, irritated, sad, motherly. Which emotion out of those do you think Michonne was showing towards Enid and why? And I can only pick one. No, no, no. Just, okay. no. You can pick more than one. Okay. But just from that list. I think uh, my first thought was motherly, but then also sad. I think Michonne has that protective instinct and she knew that that could be dangerous for Enid to go down that path and have a gun and she's young and um not that she's not smart but you know she 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 doesn't have you know as much experience you know in in the world in general so I think she was kind of it was kind of a protective measure but she also is still really and for a long time going to carry that sadness of Carl and you know, Enid and Carl were close. So I think just kind of, I think she probably kind of looked at her some and associated her with Carl and wanted to protect her the way she would Carl, but it, you know, made her sad at the same time. So those okay. are my two. Okay. I, I thought Michonne was a little irritated with Enid and then went into uh, giving her some uh, motherly advice because and I think the irritation came from I've been there, done that, <laughs> and it's just not going to work. And she's been trying to keep Enid in the fold, and she saw where Enid was about to, you know, go downhill. Yeah. And I think that's when she kind of had, Michonne had to pull back and then say, okay, I have to take this a different way. Because I was irritated with Enid. I was like, we don't have time for this. We just, we don't have time for this. We, we, 
But that was, you know, but, I can, I can but, see the, I can see the irritated aspect too, because you know, she, she just lost Carl and he had these dying wishes and Rick's not really going by those. And so she's like, I'm not going to deal with another person who's not going to respect Carl's wishes. So I right. definitely could see the, the irritation aspect. So I, I'm going to say all three. Might as well just put them all in there. <laughs> and then she caught, but then it's like Michonne kind of caught herself. And she exactly. Was, I do agree. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. That was my third question. Okay. My number three. What is Jadis going to do? Da, da, da. <laughs> I needed some music going Dramatic on in there. Sound I, effects. Yep. I heard drums. Boom, boom, boom. When they showed that dude. <laughs> Because wait, <laughs> when Negan like completely disappeared, yeah, I said, "Now I know Negan is not Houdini." I was like, right. "What in the world, really?" Because I was like, "It did not take Rick that long to get out of that building," and I was like, mm, "I was like, and I know you guys are not going to end this episode with Negan just missing." And my mind immediately went to he was going to be like standing behind Simon and Dwight and be like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> That would have been cool, yeah. I was like, and then he was going to be like, oh, that's what you're going to do? Oh, really? Okay. But, uh. That would have been a really cool shot to, like, see him step out right from behind. That would have been really cool. And, and then all the other saviors were kind of looking at Negan while Simon and Dwight were just, well, more so Simon was like, da 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 And we are going to be doing this, and this is what Negan would want. Negan was going to be like, that's what I want, huh? Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't think that uh, Jadis is going to kill Negan, uh, at least not right away. But I do think Jadis is going to have some fun with him. I think that uh, Negan is going to do his best to try to talk him, his talk his way out, and eventually come clean and try to tell her that he really didn't know what Simon was going to do, but then I, I don't think Jadis is going to necessarily believe him, and then Negan's going to be like, forget this, and then he's either going to wind up attacking Jadis and getting, I don't know if he's going to ultimately kill Jadis, but I know he's at least going to break away and attack, and then he's going to get away and head back. Oh, he's going to get away. Okay. Interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, I was I, I wasn't quite sure what to think you know my first thought was it's probably some sort of vengeance she's you know um trying to get back at him um but then i thought it, it's not going to be that simple it's got to be something more to it like maybe she's gonna use him as to barter somehow as you know as a hostage or um she's gonna use him somehow to get something probably that she wants or needs um you know she could even turn him up be turn him over to rick you know, like, I'll give him to you if you do this, you know. I, th I think it's got to be more than just straight-up vengeance, um, the more I thought about it. But I, I don't I don't have any, like, super great theories. Uh, but I'm anxious to find out. Out for somebody. It really isn't. It's not going to end well. Yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. It's just not. But I, w I will say that was good because it was a great way to end it because I was not expecting that. Yeah. But I I did. I would. I will tell you. I'm glad that they. Uh, I'm glad that Walking Dead specified where Negan went. Yeah. I would have been extremely hot. Yeah. And yeah. And he just disappeared. Yeah. What? Yeah. So, that was right. good. 
because they were close behind each other. How could they, you know, yes! both get away separately so easily? Yeah. So yeah, but that was some good. Uh, yeah, I agree. All right. Well, that was some interesting discussion. Um, <laughs> explosive moment. What was the most explosive moment for you? My She's laughing. Okay, come on. I, because I, I, I will just pick, I'll pick one. My, um, I think my most explosive moment officially was when Rick grabbed Lucille's back. Okay. Okay. Yep. Was when he grabbed Lucille's back. That was like, oh, that was it. Okay. Um, I think for me, uh, the the biggest explosive as far as surprise um, was seeing Jadis. I just I thought I thought Rick had him. You know, I thought he Rick had knocked him out. And Rick was driving the car. So when she you know sat forward, I was like, oh, I totally did not anticipate that. that. Did not see that coming. Um, so well done for, for surprising me there. Yeah. Didn't, didn't see that at all. So now we did have an actual explosion in the episode. I know. I get, we should talk about that Walker that came through, but you know what? I wish about the car. They blew up the car. As of yes, they did blow up the car. Yes. You talking about the two, the, I am Negan folk who think they're going to run the saviors now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Dwight with Dwight flicking the cigarette in there. You all have no idea how I can't wait for the demise of those two right there. They, there's just no way that they're going to make it. Okay, so you're, you're not. You have no sympathy for Dwight at all. I, I, nope. Okay. Nope. Not at all. So, but yes, we did have actual explosion. Although I, I, I did anticipate it because I saw the cigarette come in yeah. <laughs> and then flinging up. I was like, okay. <laughs> but I wish they would have given more screen time to the Walker, the other Walker, the naked Walker. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, and to be honest with you, I, I did see it. Like it, it um, I guess you could have missed it, but I just, I looked and I said, I wonder what in the world was going on over there. And then they moved the, you know, yeah. it went yeah. quick. Yeah, it was yeah, it was pretty quick. So, all right, well, we have to rate this episode between one and five sticks of dynamite, with five being the most. All right, out well, the most dynamite. You first, Miss Tracy. Me first. Okay, um, I am going to give it a three point five. It was entertaining. Um a little disjointed for me with the whole uh georgie thing like right in the middle i mean that was interesting and creeped me out and i like meeting new people it's like kind of fascinating but then i was like wait a minute aren't we trying to get through this all-out war it just um and and then the fact that that nothing really came to a head with negan and uh and rick you know, it's like, oh, again, they fight and they both go separate ways. But the fact that Jadis did capture uh, Negan helped with that. That um, that gave it a few more points. So, um, I, I mean, I enjoyed it. It was it was entertaining. I'm I'm ready for some more resolution. But uh, three point five sticks of dynamite. All right. Well, I my rating is you ready. Yep. Three point eight two one seven eight nine six four. 
<laughs> so I think, I think you add a decimal every week. Every week. Mm-hmm. Every week. Um, but the driving force behind uh, this rating, uh, I, I enjoyed um, 90% of the uh, Rick and Negan fight. I also um, enjoyed the Simon and uh, Dwight interaction. Uh, that was uh, that really had me going. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, they're just evilness. It's just, it had me literally cracking up. Um, I did also um, enjoy um, Enid. I actually did enjoy Enid in this um, episode. It was good to see her uh, give some emotion in this episode. Yeah. I, I just, I, I don't know that I um, had uh, picked up on that um, other than the JSS episode with her and that turtle. Which we won't talk about. <laughs> we won't yeah, talk about enough, this enough said. <laughs> right. So that those were the driving forces behind um, my particular rating. But I will have to ye- agree with Tracy on the point that I need Negan and Rick to just get in the ring. That's it. Yeah, and, you yeah. and you cannot get out until it is resolved. That is it. It's a wrap. So. I did. I thought it's worth pointing out. I did like seeing the ladies work together, uh, Rosita and Maggie and Enid and Michonne. It, I, I like seeing their cooperation and that that teamwork. But it also seemed really dangerous. All of them leaving Hilltop to go investigate that Georgie scenario. That didn't seem like the smartest move. But I do like seeing them work together. I just think uh, they didn't need to all physically leave <laughs> the Hilltop. That would have been really awful had they all got taken out. I know. Can you imagine? Can you imagine that? So, all right. Did you get any questions or comments from um, your group? Did Jan have some comments, I think? I'm checking. Give me one minute. The pigeon is landing. I'm pulling a mail right now. (laughs) One moment. Thank you so much for your patience. Oh, okay. So, yes. uh, Somebody thought that Negan was framed. Oh yeah, we did hear that. <laughs> we we have a uh, Facebook group called The Walking Dead um, Ultimate Fans, mm-hmm. and one of our members, Jan, she said uh, that she felt like that uh, Negan was uh, framed in this uh, particular episode, okay. and uh, that's what she said. And I uh, I asked her. If she felt uh, sorry, if we should feel sorry, and she said that um, he, she felt that uh, Negan was in his twisted mind. He thinks that he's doing the right thing, and he wants to rule. He thinks his rule over the gang, I guess the gang being the saviors, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, is for their own good. <laughs> and um, she's a huge fan of uh, Jeffrey D. Morgan, we yeah. should point out. Yeah, <laughs> I think that came through clear. <laughs> So that's that's what she was saying when she was saying that uh, she felt that Negan was framed, but she went on to say that he really, in his mind, thinks that he's doing the right thing for the saviors. Yeah, I think he's a selfish guy, but I do think he is buying it. He's he's convincing himself that he's that he's doing what's best for everyone overall. That it's functional, but uh, yeah. <laughs> so yes, that. That was what we had for our Facebook group. There you go. I knew you'd put that out there. I was wondering if, someone, if anyone had anything to say. So, good stuff. Well, tell us what you think about this episode, what you thought about our theories and our speculations. And as always, did you agree more with Tamish? Go ahead, say it. Hashtag. Hashtag Tamish. <laughs> or Tracy. Um, uh, or 
or you know or right down the middle same for each let us know um, you can find our Twitter at TNT talk podcast and we're part of the so many shows network on iTunes so you can go directly to so many shows.com and listen to the podcast there um, or you can find it on iTunes please share it with your friends who like the walking dead or who just like listen to two crazy ladies talk to each other and uh, discuss the walking dead uh, or just the facts of life in general so <laughs> Oh, or if you, or if you, Tracy, I would sing the theme song, but we don't have the rights to the fast right. Yeah, we can get away with that. Or if you just like really cool games that people like Tracy make up, so um, that's an option too. Good reason to listen. So, well, it's been a pleasure. It's always a joy always. to talk to you, Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed, I I agree. It's great talking to you, and we'll be back next week after another all new episode of the walking dead we're heading to episode 13 woo woo. we've got four left in this season and maggie's still not gonna have that baby it's been fun we're sign off for tonight peace <laughs>